Welcome to Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. I'm Molly. And I'm Belle. And today we're going to be talking about the McDonald family murders. And as a disclaimer, I wanted to say that this is a very heavy case with details and information that may be considered sensitive to some people. So, getting into the case, it comes from Fort Bragg, a military installation of the United States Army in North Carolina. And the case occurred on February February 17th, 1970, at 3.42 a.m., when dispatchers at Fort Bragg received a call from Jeffrey Robert McDonald. He was a Green Beret Army surgeon at the time. He stated that there had been a stabbing. Now, officers arrived to McDonald's home expecting a domestic disturbance, but instead found him alive, lying next to his wife with cuts, bruises, and stab wounds, and was immediately transported to a nearby hospital. Wait, was he the one that called? Yes. And he was found? Yes. So he was, like, dying when he made the call? Um, kind of. Like, he had these wounds, but he was, like... I mean, I guess they didn't technically know at the time, but they weren't life-threatening. Okay, like on a scale of 1 to 10, it was like a 3. Uh, I mean, he had been stabbed. Oh, well, I mean, I guess it's like a (laughs) 7. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I said that he was transported to a nearby hospital. His wife, Colette, and two daughters, Kimberly and Kristen, were not so lucky. They were unfortunately found dead in each of their bedrooms. Colette, who was pregnant with their third child, was 26, Kimberly was 6, and Kristen was only 2 years old. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, I know. This case was, ugh. I mean, it was a nightmare. What state is this? North Carolina. Okay. Both of Colette's arms were broken. She had been repeatedly clubbed and was stabbed 37 times with a knife and ice pick. Oh my god. Yeah. Her husband's pajama top was laid across her chest, and someone had written the word pig in her blood on the headboard of the bed. Kimberly had been clubbed in the head and stabbed in the neck between eight and ten times with a knife, and Kristen was found with 33 stab wounds from a knife and 15 from an ice pick. So, this was a very, I mean, it was intense. I would not want to be... The people who showed up at this house expecting no. oh my God, be a domestic disturbance yeah, case and then yeah. find this. A nightmare. Awful. Yeah. So after McDonald's hospital visit, and when I say McDonald, I'm referring just to, to the, the husband, okay, yeah, dad yeah. now. So after McDonald's hospital visit, it was found that the worst of his wounds came from an incision that had caused one lung to partially collapse and he was released from the hospital after one week. So, I mean, that's still a pretty... Intense yeah, I mean that's. I mean, you're still getting injury. stabbed. I've never been stabbed before, except with yeah. like a pencil in the first grade, and I mean I have a scar from that. So <laughs> obviously my body does not handle stabbing as well. I mean, I'm nobody's not sure. does. But I've never been stabbed. I have a scar. It's right there. Oh well. Yeah. Never it is on my hand. Never been stabbed. Hopefully, I will never be stabbed. That doesn't sound like very much fun. Mine was just with the pencil. It wasn't with the knife. <laughs> Thankfully. But I still remember it. And that was like the first grade and I never remember anything. So obviously I'm still holding on. Pretty traumatic for you. Um, after he was released, he told investigators on the evening of February sixteenth, he had which is like the day before he called. Because this occurred, like the phone call occurred very early in the morning 
on February 17th. So he said on February 16th of that evening, he had fallen asleep on the couch in the living room and was awakened by the screams of Colette and Kimberly. As he got up to help them, he was attacked by three male intruders while a Caucasian female stood nearby chanting, acid is groovy and kill the pigs while holding a lighted candle. This is sounding super Charles Manson right now. Yeah, you're right. Okay. (laughs) He stated that the three males attacked him with a club and ice pick. During the The, attack... wait. The ice pick is what's getting me. Like, a club, okay. A knife, okay. And why is an ice pick your first, like, instinct as a weapon? Mm, Like... I don't really know. I I kind of like... I don't even know where to find an ice pick. I don't don't even know what they look like. I don't really either. But also, I kind of feel like they have been used in multiple... Yeah, I, there's been cases before where it's like an ice pick. Someone used an ice pick to the brain. I don't remember what case it was, but do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I wasn't thinking about the case. I was thinking about like the insane asylum. Oh, like lobotomies yeah. and stuff? Did I they mean, yeah, they use, I'm pretty sure they use ice picks. I think they did too. For your, oh God, I can't think about it. We'll cover that one. Yeah, really. Time. And I'll have a puke <laughs> bucket nearby. <laughs> yeah, me too. He stated, uh, yeah, so he stated that the three males attacked him with a club and ice pick. During the attack, his pajama top was pulled over his head, and he used it to shield himself from the thrusts, <laughs> from the thrusts of the ice pick. Oh God. Yeah, pretty intense. He was eventually knocked unconscious in the hallway near the living room, and the hallway also leads to the bedrooms. Once McDonald came to, he found the house completely silent. He went to his wife and tried to revive her, but it was too late. Mm. He covered her with his pajama top and went to find his daughters. He explained that he also tried to resuscitate them, but it was to no avail. He stopped by the bathroom to check on his own wounds and wash his hands and proceeded to call for help. I feel like it's weird that he washed his hands. Yeah, I kind of thought that was a little odd too. Which, I I mean, mean, if you're in shock... You do weird things when you're in shock. Yeah, that's true. But honestly, even if I wasn't in shock, I still might wash my hands. Because I think about... You also probably were, blood. like, disgusted yeah, by I don't blood, like blood. So, I don't like blood at all. But, I mean, people do weird things when they're in shock all the time. Yeah, that's true. Now, the Criminal Investigation Division, or CID, of the Army did not believe McDonald's story. There was not much evidence of a struggle in the living room where McDonald claimed that he was attacked besides a knocked-over coffee table and plant. Now, I feel like, I don't know what kind of coffee table this is, but I feel like it would be kind of hard, like, even in, like, a big struggle for a coffee table to be knocked over. Is that just me? Yeah, I mean, coffee tables are pretty sturdy. Yeah, at least the ones that I'm I've thinking. seen, especially. And, like, most of the time they're made out of wood. I doubt that it was made out of, like, plastic or something. Yeah, no, that So, I feel like, sense. in a scuffle, and honestly, if they're trying to accuse him of it, wouldn't he have made a bigger mess if it was like you would think fake yeah and which stabbing yourself i mean Uh, yeah i could never that's another really crazy and also mm, he's a surgeon i don't know like i mean i said that earlier but i don't know if that was a oh so i guess he would know exactly where to stab himself so that he could still live yeah he definitely would have that knowledge but that's still a lot to do But there are some things that kind of play into him being a surgeon later on. Okay. So the table 
The coffee table and the plant were knocked over, but other than that, there wasn't really anything else. Fibers from the pajama top were also not found in the living room where he claimed it was ripped, but they were found under Colette's body and in Kimberly and Kristen's bedrooms, along with one fiber being found under Kristen's fingernail, which is odd. Well, I mean, that that is still their dad, though. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not like he's just not around them. I mean, I'm sure that he, like, tucked them into bed and stuff like that before they went to sleep and stuff. Yeah, but the fingernails just, like, if if the fibers were just, like, around their body, I think it would make sense. But, yeah, like, it being underneath your that... fingernail is kind of weird. And it says he fell asleep in the living room, so there being fibers underneath... Oh, well. I'll just let you tell me. <laughs> so the murder weapons were also found outside the back door, and it was determined that they all came from the McDonald household. But the axe man of New Orleans used the axes of the people that lived there. So like, I mean, yeah, so that's not really saying much. Yeah. So people use whatever they can get their hands on. Yeah. Like the freaking Golden State Killer killed people. He used like their shoelaces and stuff like that. And then yeah, ate so food I mean, out of the refrigerator. Like, you can use what you have around you. Yeah, these are just minor details, basically. Yeah. But this is just what the CID said. Okay. The tips of surgical gloves were found under the headboard where pig was written and were identical in composition to those that McDonald kept in the kitchen. Again, because he was a surgeon, so medical gloves make sense. Yeah, I mean, I have medical gloves in my kitchen. That's oh, because yeah, I don't, don't like, like to, to touch, touch raw, raw meat. meat. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I hate it, actually. <laughs> it's disgusting. Well, I mean, I don't, but I guess normal people do. I don't know if you consider yourself normal. I mean, I, I can do it, but if the gloves are there. I understand. Yeah. I don't really blame you. The CID gathered evidence and theorized that the attack originated in the main bedroom. They claimed that Colette had hit her husband with a hairbrush, which caused McDonald to beat her with a piece of lumber. A mm-hmm. piece of Kimberly's brain serum was found in the doorway, which caused them to believe that he accidentally struck her while hitting Colette. Did you say brain serum? They, yeah, that's what it says. I don't know. What's that? I don't know. It's like brain juice? I'm, I'm honestly assuming so. I've never... Maybe like spinal cord fluid or something? Um, yeah, Brain I mean, serum is I, a weird thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I, I thought the same thing, but I thought maybe I just wasn't educated enough. Because I've taken anatomy and, you know, white matter, gray matter. I know what those things are, but, I mean, what's it called? Something fluid. Your spinal fluid? Yeah, but there's another... Like, there's a, a word for your brain fluid. Anyway, it doesn't no matter. Idea. It said serum. I don't know. It makes me think of, me. like, Marvel movies. <laughs> Super soldier serum. Well, unfortunately, this was somebody's brain. Yeah, not Captain America. <laughs> yeah. So, that was found in the doorway. And after thinking that Colette was already dead, they think that he carried an injured Kimberly to her bedroom and finish killing her. Oh my god. I know. An important note is that Kimberly's blood was found on the bacha- on the pajama top that McDonald said he was not wearing while in her room. Which you know, I'm starting to up. think this guy's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not taking much to convince me right now. <laughs> After doing this, he then went to Kristen's room to kill the last witness, but Colette had regained consciousness and threw herself over her daughter. 
I know. That makes me so sad. Colette's blood was found on the bed covers and on one wall of Kristen's room. McDonald then wrapped Colette's body in a sheet and took it back to the master bedroom while leaving behind a footprint of Colette's blood. The investigators went on to claim that McDonald tried to cover up the murders after he found an issue of a Squire magazine that described the Manson family murders in the living room. Oh, God. Coincidence? Yeah. Maybe. It does sound like super, very Manson-y because they, I mean, with the Sharon Tate murders, it was, I'm pretty sure it was three guys and a girl that went and committed that. Mm, Yeah. So. Don't hold me to that, but. I mean, that would make sense because. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it, well, the last time I read anything or watched anything about the Manson murders was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and uh, so. Yeah, I don't really know a lot about that case, unfortunately. It's depressing. So he then took a scalpel after he read, you know, this issue of the magazine and I guess, which is weird to me because after he kills his family, he supposedly just happens to run across this magazine and is reading through it. Yeah, it would make more sense for him to have read it prior to. Definitely. And then use it as a cover up. Yeah, that would definitely make more sense. I guess maybe if it was just laying on the table and, you know, how on the front of magazines it says, like, Manson murder. And he's like, how can I make this case look like that? He's a sociopath if he's just, like, picking up a magazine and after he's killed his whole family. But, I mean, that uh, one new documentary on Netflix about that guy who killed his wife and his two little oh, girls. yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was disgusting. Yeah. I got so well, angry after watching that. Yeah. I kind of refrain from watching stuff like that because it just. It made me furious. <sighs> yeah. Doing this research made me. I mean, all of our. I'm not saying that all of the cases that we've covered so far have been upbeat. So that's maybe the first one. But like this yeah. one really was a downer. It was yeah. super upsetting. Right. So they suspected that he then took a scalpel blade from some from some supplies in the hallway closet and stabbed himself in the bathroom. He then Mm -hmm. put on surgical gloves and used Colette's blood to write pig on the headboard. He then covered her with his pajama top, stabbed her in the chest with an ice pick, and discarded the weapons. He called the dispatcher and laid beside her until the military police came. Now, this story has not necessarily been proven. This is just what like the investigation team theorized. But on April 6, 1970, Army investigators interrogated McDonald, and on May 1st, the Army charged McDonald with the murder of his family. Oh, God. You would think and hope that this would be the end. But, unfortunately, it is not. In July of 1970, there was an initial Article 32 hearing, which is a military proceeding similar to a civilian preliminary hearing to see if there's enough evidence to... It's to see if there's enough evidence against the defendant to take him to trial, basically. Yes, I have seen that happen before, watching Defending Jacob. Oh, again, I honestly didn't know what that was, the Article 32 hearings. So it I wasn't, it well, it wasn't for, like, the Army. Right, It yeah. was just a preliminary hearing um, to see if they need to take it to court, which, without spoiling what that show's about. That's what, like, the whole first few parts of the beginning episode are. Oh, okay. I didn't know what it was either until I watched that. Yeah. Uh, Colette's stepfather, Freddie 
Kassab testified in McDonald's defense. Hmm. Yeah, he was. Re- uh, it was recommended that all charges be dismissed and instead Helena Stokely be investigated. Now, we will look more into her in a minute, but after reviewing Article 32, the post-commanding officer said that there was insufficient evidence and dismissed the charges. McDonald received an honorable discharge from the Army and returned to his home state of New York. Now, back to Helena Stokely, who was 18 at the time and was questioned by the Fayetteville Police Department. Wait, they think that one 18-year-old did this? No, she was just... So, she was a high school graduate who had kind of been helping them. She was an informant for the police department because she had been brought up on drug charges and she fit the description that McDonald gave. So, they suspected that she was the woman who stood in the background. Well, wouldn't he know that? McDonald? Yeah. If he... Well, I mean, I guess if you're being attacked. Yeah. And I also... That is really weird because I never read anything about him giving like a description of, anybody, of her of or someone oh well i mean it just said that she was it seems caucasian super convenient that yeah that's true she would look like the person he's describing yeah that is true i don't know but they did question her and she and her on again off again boyfriend army private gregory mitchell were hospitalized after the murders for drug addiction. Mm. She made many contradictory statements to associates and police about where she was when the murders were committed. She occasionally said that she thought she was at the McDonald house, but was too high on acid that night to know where she really was. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. The 70s man. (laughs) Yeah, for real. She even said that she remembered holding a bloody candle. What in the world? Is this just some, that sounds, if that's just an acid trip, I don't know. she needs to start watching like happy movies before she does <laughs> yeah, acid because that's horrifying. And even a polygraph examiner claimed that she at least thought, like genuinely thought that she had been at the scene. That's weird. Yeah, it really is. But again, I've never done drugs, but I just wonder if like she had heard these facts about the case and then she was like. Yeah, and I'll I mean, say whether it she every was, time, human memory, man, it's yeah. not, it's not reliable. And still, she was on acid. So whether this was before she was on acid, during or after, I mean, it is possible that she heard these. Yeah, she details. I mean, this and she was a, like, oh, I was there. <laughs> but again, she basically kind of. Too. I mean, she yeah, she's also not reliable. She sounds yeah. unreliable, and yeah, basically, which I think is what everybody else thought as well, because McDonald still remained the prime suspect. In yeah, case. that's they, smart because she's an eighteen-year-old who's addicted to drugs. Yeah, pretty much, and needs help. Yeah, she needs to go to a hospital and find a therapist. <laughs> yeah. The case became a massive media sensation, and McDonald made an appearance on the Dick Cavett show. People grew suspicious when he expressed criticism over how the Army handled the situation and hinted that his rights had been violated without referring to his family's murder or the suspects. 
So, like, he didn't really say anything about his family or the murders. First off, he should have gotten a publicist, and that publicist uh, should have yeah. told him not to go on a freaking TV show <laughs> after he's being accused of killing his whole family. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I'm not going to go on Jimmy Fallon know. after I've been accused of, like... No, you're just asking for something bad. Yeah, you're asking for people to twist what you say. Yeah, really. God, well, hmm, but I did watch a short clip of the show, and I was a little disturbed that he smiled a lot and was cracking jokes. See, that's and what John Benet's Ramsey's brother did with his interview, which I'm definitely not accusing anybody of anything. But that's super suspicious. Yeah, it really is. When you're laughing and joking and your whole family is dead. Yeah, seriously. And I watched an interview quite a bit. Like, I think it might have been 2009 that somebody interviewed Dick Cavett. And mm-hmm. he was even like, it was uncomfortable. He said that yeah. he was like, He's he like, should not man, be acting like this. Sketchy dude. Yeah. I mean, everybody kind of knew. And remember that Colette's stepfather testified in defense of McDonald. But uh, Colette's family began to change their demeanor after watching the show, and Casa began to suspect that McDonald had actually killed his yeah, daughter and grandchildren. Yeah, because that's suspicious as heck. For the fact that he even went on the stupid show in the first place is so stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I, mean I don't know if it's a stupid show or not, but <laughs> he's stupid for going on it. Yeah, so really. Enough. McDonald began acting strangely and would call Cassip to tell him that he and some others found one of the killers and put him, quote, six feet under. Yeah. So now he's literally saying he killed someone. Yeah. Which you can go to jail for regardless. And he's still being like, he's still main suspect suspect, for killing his son. And he's telling this this guy sounds like a genius. His. Like the one guy who thinks that he's innocent. Yeah, but it's like his father-in-law, but it was her stepfather. So stepfather-in-law, I guess. After reviewing the Article Thirty Two transcripts, Casa began a campaign to have McDonald brought to trial, and it was pretty successful. Yeah, I mean, it's not too hard. This guy sounds like an idiot. (laughs) On August twelfth, nineteen seventy-four, a federal grand jury convened to hear evidence about him and the case. On January 24th, 1974, the federal grand jury in Raleigh indicted McDonald on three counts of murder. In 1979, McDonald met with writer Joe McGinnis and asked him to embed with him and his defense team and write a book about the case to show McDonald's innocence. And McGinnis agreed. Agreed. On July 19th, sorry, this is going to be a lot of years, and I know when I'm listening to stuff, I always get it mixed up, but I feel like it's kind of necessary. Yeah. The case. So on July 19th, 1979, the U.S. versus Jeffrey McDonald murder trial began. And on August 19th, 1979, he was found guilty in the first degree murder of his wife and in the second degree murders of his daughters. He was sentenced to three life terms to be served consecutively and his bail was revoked. This is like eerily similar to that one guy's case. Uh, Watts. Isn't that his last oh, name? Yes, he's like Chris Watts. Super similar. Because isn't Colette pregnant too? Yeah. And so was Shanann. <gasps> Whoa. Like, and that he had two crazy. daughters too. Like, the cases are super similar as well. Wow. Wild. That is crazy. On July 29th, 1980, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals overturned McDonald's convictions on the grounds that he was denied a speedy trial and he was released from prison in August of 1980. What? Yeah. 
But on March thirty first, three, three life sentences. Yeah, he did. But then I guess he claimed that it wasn't a speedy trial. Blah blah blah. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Convenient. I've heard so many cases of people being convicted, and you know, um, wanting you know, claiming that their rights have been. Yeah, that that happens way too much, and they're just being funny babies because they committed murder, and now they don't want to do the time. Yeah, that's oh my god. Charles Manson at least like kind of fessed up, which he was like in jail his whole life, so that was basically like oh, freaking home to him. Too. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, he was in jail like through his teen teen yeah, years. That's true. That is different. Yeah, so he I just, mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess he got comfortable there. I mean, I've never been to jail, so I don't mm-hmm. know how much it sucks. I, mean, I can only assume. Good. I watched that Louis Thoreau documentary about. The prison oh, in Miami. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was terrifying. <laughs> Ew, no, thank you. No, thank you. I wouldn't make it in jail. Maybe that Martha either. Stewart jail. <laughs> That's in West Virginia, so that would work oh, out. Well. I mean, I'm not. I don't oh, want to yeah. go to jail still, <laughs> but I mean, if I had to choose, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I would pick that one. So, although he was released in August of 1980. On March 31st of 1982, the Supreme Court reversed that decision, and he was arrested and returned Dear to federal prison. Lord, so he was free for two years, around two years. I wonder if he like went out on dates and stuff. <laughs> well, that, I can't help. That's probably. just the first thing that I think of. I'm like, I wonder if he told these people, like, yeah, my family is dead. R.I.P. Um, actually, there's Let's gonna go be something hang. that kind of you know touches on that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, Joe McGinnis, who he talked to about writing the book for him in his defense. Yes. uh, He finished the book about the case, and it's called Fatal Vision. Uh, It was published in August of 1983. But, (laughs) despite what McDonald anticipated, the book actually concluded that McDonald was guilty. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Real bummer for him. So, McDonald actually filed a breach of contract civil case or civil suit against McGinnis but the trial ended with a hung jury and the publishing company decided to settle with McDonald. (laughs) Colette's parents later sued McDonald and received a portion of the settlement which I'm like yeah that's right you go take some of that money. Yeah and if he's in jail I don't know what happens to your money when you're in jail. I have no idea. Does it stay in a bank account? Is there just a bunch of bank accounts out there full of money? (laughs) Whoa. Maybe. I don't that is know. crazy. I, I don't know I either. guess I need to look up jail more. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. search history is about to get super oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just clear it, please. Weird, weirder, I should say. McGinnis has maintained that he did go into writing the book with no presumptions or agenda, but was convinced by the prosecution's case at trial that McDonald was guilty. I mean, once you hear enough of these facts, you're like, man, I really think this guy did it. Yeah, I mean, even if... I don't know. I wasn't there. Even if... But he sounds sketchy. You were like, yeah, I'm going to write this book in defense of him. You're right. I mean, once you hear... Some of these facts, it's kind of like... It's kind of hard well, to write a book in defense of him because he yeah. sounds like a big old idiot. Yeah. And McGinnis even testified at a hearing in 2012 for the prosecution. He is quoted with saying, quote, he's a psychopath. He doesn't have the kind of emotions that you and I would have. He doesn't have the capacity to feel badly about it. These weren't his wife and children. 
These were people that got in his way. End quote. In his way of what? I don't know. That's also what I didn't understand. Just like in his way of the life he wanted to live? I mean, I guess, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense because I don't personally see. I mean, usually there's some kind of affair or a dispute. Yeah. But, I mean, the investigators thought that maybe she just hit him in the forehead with a hairbrush and then he beat her. Oh, cool, cool, cool. That's a real great way to react to that. I know. I mean, anyway. In August of 2002, McDonald married Catherine oh my Courage. God. Yeah, while he was in federal prison. Oh, God, she's one of those <laughs> people. Yeah, that's also uh, kind of what I thought. I was like, and she's actually, I saw pictures of her. She's actually really pretty. Oh, God. Like, is, it Ma- is it Charles Manson who did have like a bunch of followings and received love yeah. letters? All the time in Freaking prison. Freaking even Joe Exotic received like a bunch of pictures and st- of women and he's gay. Yeah. So I'm not really <laughs> sure why they're sending him pictures, but. I don't know. I'll never. Oh God. Those type of people. I know. I don't like, understand. Okay. I get it. You like a bad boy. Murderers um, and bad boys. Okay. I feel like it's just. So different. I feel like it's the kind of people <laughs> who are like. I can change him, you know, like he's gonna love me. Oh, I can make we, him not we murder did me. Have this conversation not long ago <laughs> where I was watching a movie and uh Chris Evans' character was a drug addict and I was like, Man, I feel so bad for him and Miley's just like, Please God, I'm no. so happy that you're married to a good yeah, person. For real. If not, oh God. I'm just like, look at him. He's so sad. No. Ugh. I would get annoyed eventually. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I have I'm very short tempered. I'd be like, get over it. Yeah, you really would. That would not be a, situa- a good situation. No, I'm not that I'm not a kind human being, <laughs> except to animals and babies. That's all that really matters. That's it. That's an old people. <laughs> so after he got married while in prison, so his request for he requested for parole but was denied in two thousand five. Yeah, that's because you're a m- murderer. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. The same You're year. An alleged murderer. Okay, yeah, there you go. The same year, a retired U.S. Marshal filed an affidavit res- swearing that Helena Stokely confessed that she was in the McDonald home the night of the murders, but the prosecutor threatened to prosecute her for murder if she testified to that. McDonald's defense team then requested a hearing. So after they heard that, they requested a hearing and this for is that all new information. in 2002 and this murder happened in 1970 uh the request for parole was in 2005 oh my lord and this happened in 1970 mm-hmm. so this guy's been in and out of jail since 1970 um other than the 2 years he has i think been he's in remained jail. in prison okay yeah. It was just that the two years. I mean, I, I guess you you keep trying to get out, but eventually, don't you just get over it and you just stay in prison? I don't know. I'm not sure I'd ever get up, give up. Uh, that know. one old dude in Shawshank loved prison. <laughs> he well. he thrived in there. He had a library and a bird. <laughs> and a bird. And um, well, I don't know. A library would be quite nice. Yeah, it was great. I mean, and the other dude helped to make the library bigger. He's living the life. Another movie I've never watched. I don't want to yeah. spoil it. I'm not going to spoil yeah, it for you. Thank you. But he did. He had a bird and everything. Um, also, after the hearing, DNA results returned in 2006, but there were no matches of hair to Stokely or her 
like boyfriend at the time. But Gregory this Mitchell was still in 1970. And I mean, don't get me wrong, cops try and stuff, and whoever <laughs> tries. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but DNA evidence gets screwed around with more times than not. That's why yeah, there's so many freaking cold cases. Well, the only hairs in Colette's hands were either hers or her husband's. So, I mean, like, the DNA did come back, and it matched either her or her husband. So, yeah, mm, that's also a little fishy, because it's not like the DNA was, you know, I don't know what the word is for when, like, DNA just is messed with or doesn't. Undecided. Yeah, pretty much. But it did match either. Yeah. So, I mean, it did match her or her husband. And in 2011, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals ordered the U.S. District Court to consider new evidence. Oh, my God. This is, like, way closer to the time than I was thinking. An evidentiary hearing was held in 2012 to consider new evidence, but the U.S. Eastern District Court in North Carolina denied McDonald's bid for a new trial in 2014, and in 2018... The Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the ruling that he would not get a new trial. Oh, so he's still alive. He is still alive. I'm just going to say this now so I don't get sued. <laughs> I don't know who committed this crime. <laughs> yeah, I know. You said that earlier. I was like, well, we don't I'm know that. not we getting don't know. sued for defamation of character. <laughs> who did it? I don't know. We're just providing the evidence. Anybody that, could have done it. Decide. Ghosts. Even though I don't Aliens. believe in them. <laughs> Aliens. Also a viable option. This Helene or whoever she is, she could have done it. Um, Which Charles Manson could have drove all the way from old California. He could have done it. We don't know. He did end up. Um, McDonald did end up in California, either while he was working or in a prison. I don't remember which one. He was in California uh, one time. We'll see. It's a possibility. So a few documentaries and books exist about this case. There's one pretty recent one that. I don't know. I kind of like to watch it. I think it seems pretty cool. What's it called? Um, you know what? <laughs> I don't remember. I could definitely find out. But some some of the documentaries and books claim that McDonald's innocent, and others think that he's guilty. So I mean, like there are people I who would love to watch the ones where they think he's innocent. There are a few. I'll I'll try to find. But I mean, the names like crime. Uh, <laughs> you just I'm never trying know. to work around this without like getting sued. <laughs> People commit them. <laughs> You're right. People I, do commit crimes. <laughs> I gosh, see that's the thing with like unsolved because I feel like this is technically unsolved. Yeah, I mean, because he's yeah. still fighting against the fact that he didn't do it, and you have to. I feel like his family, in some way. Could have came forward. Because if you're stabbing someone 33 times, I feel mm. like there's an underlying issue. Especially yeah. if this is your family. This is like someone that you're married to mm. or a child that you had. Especially your pregnant wife. Like, That's what I thought too. Because there's a difference in killing someone and uh, stabbing someone that many times. Yeah, okay. Wouldn't that be considered like a crime of passion? It, well... I don't know. It de- it all depends, like, if it was premeditated yeah. and a lot of things like that. If it Which, wasn't I mean, was. premeditated, then that makes it sound more like he was a psychopath. Because if it was premeditated, then you're like... Yeah. 
you're more. Well, am I correct that first degree murder means it's premeditated? I think and second so. degree murder, it's not. Like it just is in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And he was convicted techni- technically of, of first second degree with his kids, right? right. And first degree with yes. the wife. Yeah. Well, which I mean, they're still like, see, how do they even know that? That's even the difference between this and the Watts case is because he smothered her and then. From what I understood, did the same thing to his kids, which is again disgusting. Yeah, seriously. Um, and that I feel like that is less psychotic. It's still he's still insane, and right, yeah. There's a lot of choice words that I would say to him, but stabbing someone thirty three times. See, I know that you're the repeating thing. an action over and over and over and over again. Like I just, I don't. I know I could never stab someone in general, just like the yeah. whole act of it, but especially my own family member. And yeah, then exactly. That many times. It was also with two different weapons. Yeah, it was the ice pick. And then didn't he bludgeon them too? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. That's where I don't, I really, I really can't say he did it. Like, yeah. I'm being genuine. Because I feel like they would have, they would have seen something in him. And I mean, also he was in the army. PTSD does weird things to your brain. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just never know. Yeah, you really never know. And he has held his innocence through all of this, through all these years. And he is currently incarcerated at the Federal Correctional Institution in Cumberland, Maryland. Oh, that's not that far from here. Yeah, and also I kind of wanted to add that. Him and his wife were high school sweethearts, and... See, that's... <sighs> I know. That I know. makes me think he's not guilty. I know, it's so hard. But, I mean, don't you want to know, like, why she hit him over the head with this hairbrush? Yeah, I do. Granted, I do. listen, sometimes you get mad. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. get out of my face. That's true. And so, I mean, it's but just But they were together for a long, yeah, a long to be Yeah, to be together for that, I mean... And he was very, in in his high school, he was voted most popular and most likely to succeed. See, that and makes me think he's not a psychopath. But, I mean, they are super charming. But normally, they're at least a little bit weird, too. I know. And, I mean, I didn't see any people claiming. I mean, there are signs. Anybody being like, whoa, what a weirdo. Yeah. And yeah. there are normally signs, you know. Yeah, I mean, because Ted Bundy was, like, super charming. But people were also, like, bad vibes, man, bad vibes. Yeah. And animals like just weird stuff yeah like that. yeah i didn't see anything like that here no one thought jeffrey Dahmer was a charmer he was just a straight weirdo yeah, for real and that's one person that you would like expect it out of because he did have all of the early signs mm-hmm. like yeah. he killed animals and stuff like that with bundy people still were like he's kind of weird yeah and so with this guy the fact that he was like most popular in high school and he stuff he became a surgeon which I mean, he went to medical school and he was I mean, it's stuff like that that makes me think if he did do it, then it would have to be as a result to like PTSD or something like that. Because I don't feel like you just wake up one morning, get hit in the head with a hairbrush and then be like, well, got to stab this person 33 times and then beat them in the head with a club. It just doesn't. Especially your wife who's pregnant. Yeah, really. It, It really, the facts just don't line up, which is why this is, I mean, it's a very prominent case because people still I mean there are people who claim that he's innocent there are people yeah. who claim that he's guilty I've actually never heard of this case before oh and you asked about the uh, documentary oh wait 
there's one thing called a wilderness of error, the trials of Jeffrey McDonald. But that's a book. And then the more recent thing was an FX documentary series, A Wilderness of Error. And that's what Oh, that came out. That came out on September twenty on September twenty fifth of this year. Oh wow. So this is like super recent. Yeah. And he's still I mean, he's still alive and in prison. That's crazy. And married. And married. What? To Catherine. (laughs) Yeah. That's wow. So we've uh, for the most part, we've covered pretty light-hearted, light-hearted cases. Mm-hmm. I mean, selling your soul to the devil's not super light-hearted. Yeah, I still I mean, you totally am to into be. it. Well, not into it. I don't know how to word that. <laughs> That's still something where I'm like, just fascinated by it. Yeah, That's it's kind of like jellyfish. Like I wouldn't want to <laughs> like hang out with a jellyfish. <laughs> They're really interesting to look at. <laughs> they are pretty cool. I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't know why jellyfish is the first thing. That I don't know either. Well, <laughs> kind of random. Well, I mean, we can't really say who we think did it because we could get sued. But yeah. this It'd be is cool a sketchy if you case. Guys let us know who you think. Yeah, who do you guys think did it? You won't get sued. Yeah. Send us messages. Instagram. <laughs> email us. I don't think people do that anymore. But you're more than welcome I mean, it's to email the us. Comment on our YouTube video. Yes. Whatever you want to do. Let us know what you think because. We're scared to get sued. <laughs> well, and if you guys. ask us, we'll send you a message to tell you who we think did it. You, you might. I'm still a little worried. I will. I'll tell <laughs> you what I think did it. I'm gonna watch all these documentaries one night, just binge them, and then be like, sure. come yeah, out with a whole true. thesis about my who I think did it. We should do that. We should have a whole watch party. Hey, everybody, come over and watch. Help us watch these <laughs> murder documentaries. Fun time. Well, spooky season is upon us. By the time you guys listen to this, it'll be like not spooky yeah, season. Yeah, no, it it'll won't be like be Christmas season. <laughs> and yeah, really. Who wants to watch murder documentaries during Christmas? Me. Me. <laughs> and that's why I we do. have this podcast. Yeah, they never go to season. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that was another episode of Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at AMMPod and like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash AppalachianMM. You can also email us at AppalachianMM at gmail.com. Thanks for exploring the weird and wild and spooky parts of Appalachia with us.